a show about pop culture and social commentary from an Asian American perspective. Um, it's uh, your host Marvin Yue, uh, as always, and I'm here to let you know that um, this week we have a very special episode of the Collabcast. Uh, Minji and I traveled to Boston this past weekend uh, to attend the kickoff show of the 2015 collaboration season over at Collaboration Boston. It was their fourth show, and it was uh, it was pretty awesome. Uh, but because of the hectic uh, travel schedule, we weren't able to record one big podcast. So instead, we're bringing two separate um, recordings that we're going <laughs> to kind of stitch together and form a uh, Frankenstein podcast for you, I guess. Um, so without further ado, our first recording was um, took place um, last Thursday when we first came in. And, and it includes members of Collaboration DC as well as Collaboration Seattle. You might notice that Minji isn't present at this time. It's a funny story that we'll explain uh, later on in the podcast, but um, here's um, part one of our our recordings. Hey, everybody. We're here in Boston in uh, our impromptu podcast setup. I'm your host, Marvin Yue, here without Minji for the first time because she lost her... <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, Kathy, Kathy, Kathy doesn't know how to mute her phone for um, uh, podcast. No, we're we're, we're just gonna keep rolling. Okay. <laughs> All right. Like I was saying, we're in Boston, Boston for collaboration Boston Four, which is happening tomorrow, April seventeenth. By the time you hear this, it's already have passed. But um, I'm here with uh, members of collaboration DC and Seattle. Um, Minji couldn't make it because uh, she missed her flight. So um, in lieu of her, we have Scott Sayasistena. Is that how you pronounce Whoa, it? Whoa, that was pretty good, actually. Uh, yes. Because we've been friends for like a while, so, you know. Yeah, uh, friends. No. From Collaborative DC. He's our creative director of Collaborative DC. We got Kathy Pham. Hello. From Collaborative Seattle. And Aaron, hot Aaron Young Money, executive <laughs> director of Collaborative Seattle. How's it going? Hello, it's going good. Um, Aaron and Scott have both been in Boston for now for about two days. And you've been following them on Snapchat. They've been eating and drinking the whole entire time. Uh, um, maybe a little bit of eating and minimal drinking. I switched that. It's like a lot of eating and like a minimal drinking. But like we still get like really red. Mm. Um, it's Asians. Uh, I guess. Do, do Laotians get red? Either. So I'm not sure because we're really like, we're like dark people, right? We're like yeah. dark Asians. But then at the same time, like I guess I get really red because I only had like four beers and today i was like so um boston marathon is uh coming up on monday yeah that kind of put us like a, a thorn into our plans because all the hotels are freaking expensive this weekend because of the boston marathon it's you know it's, it's a big deal right it's you know on the flip side it's just a lot of us come to you know different collaboration shows to support our you know collaboration brothers and sisters and you know it's kind of hard when you can't find a place to stay and so uh, what's happening right now is like all y'all are pretty much staying at christy lamb um, her her apartment it's pretty much become collaboration central yeah her apartment's pretty uh nice nice everyone there is nice we got it like so like hey christy if you're listening to this like thanks for your hospitality shout out to christy collaborate who collaborate who uh stephanie and stephanie yeah yeah so uh tell us a little bit more about your your involvement in collaboration because you know this is a, a good chance for us to kind of, kind of meet the people behind behind the shows uh so scott's been around for what Three, four years now? Actually, this is my fifth year. Fifth year, yeah, wow. Fifth year, uh, DC. Being part of a collaboration has been fun. Um, um, first two years, I was kind of like under the radar, not really sure what I'm doing, just assisting where I could. And then um, actually you, when you're executive director in DC, gave me my first like big, um, hey, I need to do more, and are you willing to take up that role? And that was that was fun and great, and I was scared, but uh, 
it was a great experience and it, it helped me grow a lot and uh i appreciate that man and um no uh and now i am still somehow the creative director in dc which is fine yeah um and uh it's been fun creating new projects and then meeting everyone else in other cities like in la seattle these two here it's it's been fun you know star like we all go out and to cities like boston here and just it's a big party kind of reunion and party yeah and over here we have kathy and aaron you guys have been with club since the beginning right or i have close, yeah. he i think he's I, on the I'm, second i'm pretty close i'm pretty close um <laughs> i i started in collaboration seattle the second year that it was in seattle mm. yeah it's been very long yeah been there from the beginning i still haven't been to a seattle show I've been to seattle really? what what okay i know i know that but <laughs> i never thought of that i didn't know that uh yeah I've, i haven't been i've only been to seattle once and that was um I think back in 2010, it was back when I was looking at business schools because I was looking at UW um, for my MBA program, but I ended up getting on the wait list, so I didn't go there. No, was it was it back before Seattle actually cared about football? Just I mean, just gonna throw that out there. I mean, they've always cared about football. I mean, I mean, they made the Super Bowl with Hasselbeck, and they were crazy then too. Seattle loves their sports. We're a diehard crazy nuts, such hard fans. Aaron is um, also, um, before he took over as executive director of Collaborate Seattle, he was um, our global marketing director and used to come down all the time making the 20-hour drive in his minivan. Um, it was more like 24 hours. When you came down um, for Star with, with your crew. Oh, yeah. And you drove him crazy with your favorite song. <laughs> what? What? What are you talking uh, about? Everyone in that car enjoyed my no, music. No, what, wait, no. Hey, what song no, was that? Go ahead. Uh, what song is that? I, I can believe, vouch I for believe, them. They didn't like the um, song. <laughs> what song was it? Oh, it was um, it was Tuesday. <laughs> I like how you like pretend <laughs> to think about it when everyone knows what you were talking about. <laughs> I think he was trying to be dramatic, but it no, 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 like, no. Um, it was Tuesday. I had to think about. It. <laughs> uh, that was a bunch of so you know collaborators. We have a lot of fun together, but you know, for some reason that song really got into your head. You know, it's like it just it just <laughs> throws yourself in there to the point where like we we're, we're singing around here's like the thing in, though. Just imagine <laughs> seeing him twenty almost like every day of the week and him playing that song. Only one day of the week <laughs> is Tuesday, so <laughs> <laughs> no, no, okay, I can vouch for this because I'm not only see your Snapchat because you add to your story. You send it directly at me, like it's Tuesday. Guess what day it is? Oh, <laughs> you play the song. God. Too bad it's not Tuesday today. Yesterday was Tuesday. Like, you know, he told me a story yesterday. Garage. It was like one of the stores had a Thursday shirt. He's like, too bad I didn't say Tuesday. <laughs> and I just honestly didn't have any comment for Tuesday's that. Tuesday's a nothing like, day. Nothing happens on Tuesday. <laughs> That's why. That's a lie. I got a Snapchat from Aaron on a Tuesday. And he was out and about. It's See, like, don't encourage him. It was Wait, ridiculous. Just keep doing thing, it. Though. Here's another thing. He booked his flight to Boston on a Tuesday and leaving on Tuesday. That too, it's just you must <laughs> love Tuesdays. Okay, it I is, think a, it that, is more now, economical. To be fair, it is more economical to travel on a Tuesday. Yeah, it was. <laughs> otherwise, it would have been double the price. Because you think he really thinks, the, no, he thinks about that? No, because the Boston Marathon, like, man, it's like triple almost to leave some of these days. Like, if I left on Sunday, oh my god! But you would think that since the marathon's on Monday, you'd think that everyone's flying out on Tuesday. Um, I think well, I have no idea. I think it's because everyone's flying in on Sunday, where the airport's too crowded, and then they decided to. I don't know. About prices, yeah. Traveling's hard, guys. So, Aaron, <laughs> hey there. You're like the resident collaboration social media guy. 
What? Like you're you're up on the trends, right? You're like, I do try to keep up with the trends. You're like, like just the other day you were testing out Meerkat and 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 uh, what's the other one? Periscope. Periscope. Like just randomly, like the only reason I saw is because I was on Twitter trying to like see who retweeted the collabcast, and I saw that you're you know you're there and like let's check this out. It's just like you live stream yourself in your bed. No, no, no. Are you serious? No, I am not in my bed. Okay. I don't know. You do a couple of Snapchat snaps. Well, whatever. That's that's completely different medium. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. So what? Yeah, you Snapchat in your bed a lot. (laughs) Right? Yeah. It's like it's him or it's like coffee. I I feel like uh, I may have. Why are we talking about this? (laughs) Can we just not like hot Aaron? It's like the next thing. He is like. There's something. He there's some, there's something. Com- there's something compelling about Hot Aaron's posts on whatever he does. He becomes his own. He trend. can't like. He can't think of it. But okay. <laughs> um, you know, I try to keep my. I mean, Aaron's not the only one guilty here of taking selfies all the time. I see Scott's all the time too. Whoa, that's not. You like taking selfies of yourself at work. That's true. A you lot do. of work. Wait, wait. On, are it's we like about? it's raining today. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. wait. Snapchat? And I see like the Snapchats or... of him playing games or like football or whatever yeah. that he hit on his team. What? <laughs> no. What? So, uh, hey, Hot Aaron. Um, So, like. You can't. We're on you now. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, all right. The Snapchats from work is because, like, I like to think, you know, my work. My work's great. I actually like my job, but you know, sometimes it's raining outside, it sucks, and I'm like, you know what? Today blows, and you guys need to know how depressed I am. <laughs> so you're just lending it to us to make ourselves feel sad. Too. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like no, 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 not to make you feel sad, <laughs> but like to know, like, hey, guess what? The weather out here is terrible. Well, how's Seattle, right? Or like, how's LA? You know, you guys are in different places, and like, I start my morning at five in the morning with like a wet ass sometimes. Do people like so? I feel like, like, people, like people like responding on like on like Snapchat still like freaks me out. Like I respond to you, you don't respond back. I know because like it freaks me out. I'm like, are you talking to me? Did you That's send weird. it to me to like look at? And I thought we were friends, so I, I thought know. we could you know. What a terrible I, I, friend. <laughs> I talk to you in other means. You're even on my best friends list on 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 Snapchat. Oh. You're number three. So Aaron's actually number one, which is kind of well because you guys probably snap each other all the time. Well, <laughs> you know, I do like to feature, um, you know, kind of like my adventures. You know, I, I do like enjoy traveling. Um, I'm a big foodie. I love eating food. And I like, you know, roaming around town. So, yeah, I like to share that with the world. And you discover a lot of things watching Aaron's Snapchats. Hey, hey, <laughs> like, you never know what to expect when you watch my Snapchat. W- but, of course, it's always PG. Uh, yes. So what's, what's what does that mean? Well, like, he, no, he's always in bed one, but he always asks like, "Hey, so where's uh, Bay?" He did send me a couple of photos when he was in the shower. Whatever. <laughs> oh, uh, you know what? Like, I, I heard. Right? I heard Remember that? No, I, I never got one of those. Okay, I never got one of those. Either so he heard, must be sending it to me on some collaboration stuff, no, Seattle I, stuff. Then. I also heard about an accidental <laughs> Facetime that happened. <laughs> In the shower. Well, it's, that was because I mispunched something. Is, now, okay, now for the record, <laughs> what is going on here? Wait, now hold on. Do, if someone calls me and I'm in the shower, like I might as well pick it up. 
Wait, is that like? So I do it too. Like I'll pick up. I, I use my phone in the shower all the time. That is but not. Why would you okay. do that though? Shower is you're like damaging me time. your phone. No, 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 no. You hold it out of the shower and you're like, you know, it's still like water, right? Yes, whatever. Like I work for a company who sells phones. Like, like no one cares. I'm for an upgrade. Just whatever. bring your phone into like the bathroom when you're doing bathroom stuff. It's just like you know that place is like filled with like poop flicks right like well like I, I answer on the toilet all the time like it's not like it's not like i know what i'm doing it's like your <laughs> phone is literally filled with poop like i snapchatted yeah no, I, I don't even want to like bring my phone um, in at all but there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with using your phone in the shower um okay okay yeah i feel like there needs to be a caveat to that statement there's nothing wrong with using your phone in the shower as long as the other person doesn't know you're in a shower. Oh, they know, though. Like, I'm washing my hair as long. But I feel like you would know, though, no matter what, because there's an echo in there. Yeah, I, I always tell people that there's like, an I'm echo in the, in the bathroom. Even yeah, you can, can tell answer. when people. And could you even lie about it? Uh, let's say the shower's running, right? What do you say? Like, oh, turn no. the shower off. Oh, my off. hose is on right no, now. Turn no, the, no, the plan. It turn the work. shower off. Put on a freaking towel first or something. But you get all cold. Be decent. Wait. And like, don't flush the toilet while you're talking. Like, <laughs> Whatever. No one, no one will ever what? know. But I feel I like see, you could... would know, though, because it's it echoes in there. You might be in a, just a super echoey room. Wait, I still don't understand. Like, <laughs> I'm talking to you from this, you know, cave you know, or something. Why, <laughs> why, why did you put a towel on? Now, because... when Kathy FaceTimed me. <laughs> okay, I was, I was, that was an accident. Now, now one, okay. okay, hold on, hold on. I was, I was mid-shampoo, so I had to like... Wipe the soap out of my eyeballs. Can you just let it go to voicemail and reply later? <laughs> well, it's it's really like, okay, he I'm answered very... the phone. It, it I was, was like, "Hello," and but, I was like, "Oh okay, shoot!" Okay, now hold on. Now this is right <laughs> okay, before. I okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How long did it take before you realized? It was, was like three shower. seconds. I realized <laughs> I turned it off. I was like, "Okay, bye." I turned. I would it just off. turn it off right away. I right? was at work, so I pressed. The, I put. Now, it for the record, it was an important time. It was right before I was coming to Boston, so something important could have come up. <laughs> exactly. No, it wasn't. Dude, it could have been yeah. really important. It was like a week ago. And look, no, I, I feel like it was not a week ago. No, that was like a week ago. About a week ago. A week ago. No, no, that's a terrible <laughs> reference. You can't reference that in collaboration. Oh, okay. Right. You know what that song's about? No, I don't. Uh, it's about murdering people. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not kidding. All right, anyways. Okay, oh. then why are would we you bring it up then? Yeah. Oh, shmurder? You know the guy that does dance like this? Like, No, I don't. No one can see that. Yeah, no one can see I don't, that. I well. don't like... Back, back to the fact that no one can see that. Why would you put a towel on if someone calls <laughs> right. you in You're the bathroom? You're FaceTiming. You're oh, FaceTiming. FaceTiming. Okay, FaceTiming's different, okay? But like, they know what they're getting themselves okay. into. Okay, so... <laughs> To our to our fellow listeners, you can go ahead and reply to uh, us on email or hashtag Clubcast if you answer your phone in the shower or just let it go to voicemail. Call them back later because shower is you time, and you really shouldn't be you know communicating. Hashtag also shower pick up yes or hashtag shower no. That's not, that's what I want to know. I, I would say it's a no for most people. I feel I like most people weren't. I feel like it's awkward. I don't know. It's kind of like when whatever. Facetime. It's like whoa. Someone's Facetiming me. Let's pick it up. Okay, like, I'm not gonna like. Important. Now hold on. See, this is this is this is the this uh, this is like the whole thing where like you know you, like you know how like every every app now has a like unique sound like the ding from the Facebook right. and you just it's just like the Pavlov's dog thing right like right. where it's like you hear the thing and you just want to pick it up. I feel like the fact the point where like if you get the face FaceTime chime. And you just want to like stop showering and talk to the person. It's gone too far at that point. <laughs> like, stop, like, it's gone too far. It's gone too far, sir. One, you got to strategically hold your phone, okay? <laughs> for the record, he's very comfortable, I guess, with himself think, to be um, able to do that. Though. Shower time. But I would still say no. Um, <laughs> it's not like I'm gonna like you know whip out like a granola bar and. <laughs> what? What? 
As in granola bar metaphor for like... No. <laughs> Wait, what ex- are you ex- explain that? this granola bar. Oh, I, I mean, like, you, like whip like, it out and eat it. No, like, I, okay, I'm saying that I'm not gonna like eat and like shower. Oh wait, okay, what? No, no, no. I, I get it. I continue on this train of thought. Uh, because you know, there are certain things that you probably shouldn't do in the shower. One. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is taking for the wrong turn. I know. I, I want to see this through to the actual conclusion. <laughs> Please continue. I, I, I think we should stop. In my opinion, knowing him, I think we should stop. I need to. I need to know there. the justification of Facetime in the shower besides my girlfriend or wife or whatever in like sexy time or no, something. No, I don't know, dude. Like he can't even finish it. I He's think, still laughing right here. Right. It's kind of like it's kind of like when you go to the gym and you shower in front of like all these dudes. Like it's kind of okay. I, like, I don't do that. You trust your friends, right? I mean, it's not like you're gonna, like right. angle it any lower. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my god, this is what happens when Mitch isn't here. <laughs> Wait, I tried oh, okay. to control the situation here, the but it's not working. I think we got to change right. the topic. Yeah, let's 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 talk about. So, uh, <laughs> so tell us about Periscope. <laughs> what, is, what is this new thing that we're trying out this weekend at a uh, collaboration? <laughs> and um. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I see Aaron dying from laughter right now. It's a uh, laugh attack, Aaron. dude. Hold on. <laughs> oh, my God. Alright, I think we killed Aaron. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Welcome back. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I love this. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's gonna be a little while right now. All right. I think they're still laughing. What else? What, what, what else happened last week that we can talk about? That? Uh, you guys ex- you're ex- excited? Uh, how's how your uh, how's um? So DC just had auditions. Um, how how did that go? Uh, you know what? Auditions actually really good. So like this, maybe my fifth year being on it. Um, this is actually a pretty strong year, I, I believe. And, you know, the first audition days are always kind of weak because people are like, nervous and like, you know, I'll wait till the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had some interesting ones before um this year was one of the more interesting ones i would not go into it um mm, no but, it's always uh, good to be encouraging i think i think uh you know it, it takes a lot of guts to come out on audition yeah you know you put yourself out there and you know anyways yeah. um uh, no Aaron. Oh, okay hello hello again you good welcome back <laughs> he's good <laughs> he's gonna laugh again you can see <laughs> anyways um marvin i know you're a big foodie how do you feel about farm to table? Um, I like farm to table. I'm for it. No, no. Okay. Are you going to give me a counter argument why it's bad? Yeah. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So farm to table, blah, blah, blah. It's cool, right? Because everyone thinks it's environmentally friendly and it's sustainable, yada, yada, yada. Okay. That's partially true. Um, but, but, okay. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of people kind of overlook, you know, a lot of big things of the menu and the food itself it's like oh cool it's from the table i'm just gonna eat it and i'm gonna feel good about it but because it's from the table i feel like the chef um like sometimes it kind of focuses way too much on farm to table and not too much like on development of the menu so you're saying it lacks like variety no it like it lacks creativity I mean, and kinda, flavors that, that kinda just, i mean so you have a lot of different um, styles of like different like different chefs like focus on different things, right? Some people focus on techniques, some people focus on 
um, simplicity, depending on you know what they're seeing there, depending on what their specialties are, depending on their philosophy on food, right? So, I mean, it really just depends on what like what the chef wants to do. Like the whole thing of farm to table is the fact that like you're sourcing your um, your raw ingredients locally. It's like any other um, things. Like, it's like you know um, things that they say you know made in America or like things that are like oh, produced from locally sourced like coffee beans or whatever. Like um, when you source your things locally, like that's something that Chipotle does. Something that they something that they you know to really, an extent they really um, promote. Right. Is that you know, their stuff comes from like their like their stuff comes from farms that are local, and I mean for that it's just you know it helps the econ- like local economy kind of um, it's it's not organic per se right it's like you can't you know farm table doesn't mean organic but farm table means that your food came from you know your local businesses and I think I think that's kind of the cool thing what they do with it I, I feel like it's the chefs or the you know whoever's making the foods their own prerogative I mean the the, the main thing about like just like culinary arts or any arts in general it's, it's, it's about perspective right Asian American right what's Asian American culture right can, is that it's not something you can just like explain right it's, it's it's essentially American culture but with our you know our roots brought into it it's like any any other like thing so like it's more about like adding our perspective into the collective pop culture right I guess I well think- no we're still in a generation of learning what that is. I think we're like the first one still because. Well, I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's even learning. I think it's us. Like that's why cl- things like collaboration is important because it's it's about inserting our voice into the collective consciousness, right? Like um, American culture is Asian American culture. Asian American culture is American culture. You can't really yeah. say anything because, like, basically, it's us taking our personal perspective, seeing how like where you know the way we see things. Like I see this burger, but I also see overlaps about like how I could make this burger kind of relative to like how i you know grew up like the ingredients i grew up with or whatever and then showing that to you like sharing my perspective with you my customer and then you guys eat it and say oh okay i see now like how these things go together right that's the same thing with like any art right um fresh off the boat is essentially a american sitcom but with an asian american perspective right right so people can see people see the trope people see like oh okay here's you know the family dynamic or whatever but also like with that Asian kind of American perspective thrown in, you kind of experience that, and you know, you, you it gets entered into the collective, you know, your collective, you know, There's always experience. But late to do that. But but I also think it's kind of, um, you know, it's it's only it's definitely part of like perspective, right? So like, even like fresh off the boat, or you know, you want to call it Asian fusion food, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, is that really asian american or is it just american because you know being part of america right that's kind of like what like we're all about yeah but that's what i'm saying just like the experience isn't necessarily asian american it's by itself isn't it's american with asian like it's with our perspective the fact that our perspective is still very young right right? for a long time the perspective has been chinese and japanese because they've been here the longest but then now we have you know the, the the latest round of you know immigration refugees whatever in Vietnamese Laotian you know yeah. South Asian like you got a lot more um, viewpoints coming into the conversation but, now but right? here's the thing though like I was born and raised in Seattle mm-hmm. um, I'm Asian American it's hard to identify because in the, my neighborhood that I grew up with was a lot of Caucasian people mm-hmm. so I'm still learning like I know now but I think growing up it's hard to identify between being Asian and being American. Right. Especially for a lot of young kids because you, when you're going to school, you're speaking English and then when you're going home, you can't really speak English but you're speaking like broken, broken national, like whatever, like Vietnamese or Chinese. Yeah. So mean, it's like, how can you 
really identify with yourself on that. And then when it comes to effusion foods, you know, mm-hmm. you t- there's a twist mm-hmm. that's great. But you're not, I, to me, I don't feel like you're really, you're introducing the right foods, but it's not really the right food that a lot of us would eat at home. So I think right. I think that comes down to your definition of fusion again. So um, the way I'm using it is it's probably wrong, but it's like you know, so fusion has become kind of a bad word because you're like. It's like you're taking spaghetti and putting pad thai sauce on it or something. That calling, sounds terrible. Calling it like, oh, <laughs> like fusion. But fusion to me is like, or like just kind of the combining of cultures is like finding those cultural touch points, right? Like, you know, say like um, soul sausage, right? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. They take, you know, bar- like Korean barbecue, which is by itself just like, you know, barbecue is a very like traditionally like they identify with, with barbecue, yeah. right? right. Um, they take sausage, which is something they identify with, and they, they kind of see that, okay, I can take these two things that are part of my culture and part of this culture that we grew up with and use it to create something new, a new touch point, right? Something that maybe hasn't been seen before or has only been seen before because um, it's something that, you know, you come up with. Yeah, but I think that's also the beauty of it, what you mentioned. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Because now, like, so many people are like, even, like, especially in Seattle, we're so diverse. There's a huge diversity that, you know, we don't see color at all. I honestly don't see color between my friends. They were willing to try, like, Vietnamese food with fish sauce, like, shrimp, like, fish sauce that's, like, no one really eats except for, like, Vietnamese people. Mm-hmm. And they're actually willing to try it. And I think that's a great thing. I'm not sure. I don't... I travel to other places. I see as a little bit of segregation, but they. All, I also see that they're willing to try it. Most people, like, love it, too. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. Like that's also the beauty of it. There's well, I think, two yeah. sides always. Well, I was gonna say the beauty is like, um, I think that yes, Asian American culture is like new, and the beauty of it is like seeing how it grows into its own thing. Like before, my parents used to be like, "You're too American. You're not Asian enough." And then American people were like, "You're like way too Asian." So I like had no idea where I was fitting in. But Asian yeah. American like soul sauce is, is becoming its own thing, right? Yeah. Like it's becoming its kind of own little like nook in society yeah i think it's mostly for like the generation now but not for like the traditional family yeah. i mean like, but that's, that's what the harder part like because we're so our generation grew up in the states like we grew up here so we identify with like this is our home right um but because of the fact that like we come from immigrant, immigrant families we're forced to code switch right we're forced to like have a different language at On home and off than, yeah. uh, than out there right so I do. I was on like ESL. <laughs> I mean, so in a way, the way we're entering now, like with with arts, with new media, with food, like <clears throat> we're creating something new, creating that new perspective to like see, like you know, like this is American food to us, right? Because like we've been having Korean barbecue for a long time, for as like actual barbecue, not you know, like what what other people had, you know, brisket, flank steak, whatever. Like we, we were cooking, you know, right. the marinated beefs, you know, Chinese, you know, we have, you know, we have our own version of barbecue, yeah. Um, Vietnamese has their own, like, you know, you had your charbroil or things like that. Like, yeah. That was what we were eating as barbecue. Right. And to us, that was always been barbecue, right? Exactly. And now, like, we're getting to a point where we have people who are willing to share this perspective with the, you know, the general public and, you know, see how that goes. Because, you know, for us, this is, this is America for us. This is, you know, what we consider American food because it's what we ate growing up. And it's kind of, a lot of ways, it's, it's amalgamation because being here and having to use American ingredients, being, it's like, you know, Korean barbecue here, like Asian barbecue, Vietnamese barbecue here, you know, you're not using meat from Asia. You're using, you know, locally sourced, hopefully, or like at least sourced <laughs> yeah. in America, yeah. you know? Yeah, hopefully. Food. You're using American ingredients to create our food, right? right. So it's kind of like, in, you know, using our perspective to mold these American products into something. Right. 
Asian like, American, right? Yeah. It's like changing like it up a little bit. Like and not only, only that, American like grocery stores now, they're like expanding it because they realize <laughs> the sriracha and then like flanks or whatever we usually yeah. eat like in the Asian culture, they're actually selling it in store now yeah. because people are realizing that. I remember my grand, my not my grand, my aunt when she first moved here, like they would buy like fish heads by the pound because they were so cheap because no one else, no one else would use them. To like the American, to, to the mainstream perspective, this was trash. Yeah, and so yeah. this was like, look at all that meat, look at yeah. those eyes, you know. I, I used to buy fish heads myself and, and cook them <laughs> by yourself. Oh yeah, whoa, my roommates would judge me. <laughs> <laughs> no one used that stuff. Best part, best get the, part, get the cheeks. <laughs> Do you guys used to like fight the eyeball? Yeah. <laughs> I would refuse to eat it. Maybe because I was born, I grew up not eating that. It used to be like adventurous. I refuse to eat it. It'd be adventurous. Like, my, my parents. <laughs> I mean, I tried it. It's just not my favorite thing, so I wouldn't really eat I it. I don't think the so for me, it's always been like, I think it's, you know how you, you sometimes you trick kids it's into doing stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like, we, oh, this is the best part. I'm going to eat it not, all. And then you're like, I want it. That will tell you, like, it makes you smarter or, like, this is good for you. Oh, no, your that health. doesn't do anything for me. Oh, okay. It was yeah, more like, for me. If, like, if my cousins was eating, like, my older cousins were eating or something, I looked up, yeah. like, I want to eat it. Well, too, I feel like it's, it's also within the family. Like, my parents both work day and night, so I didn't really get to interact with them that much. So mm. they didn't really care for me what I ate. Okay. So. Uh. Oh. I mean, but, I had my own, they cooked me food, so they had the parts already. So I just come home and warm it up, and I guys, have that portion. Did you guys ever do that like giant catfish meal? Like, yeah, I don't think we've ever had catfish. Well, not in my family. Like, oh, we have. Well, I yeah. think maybe it's a Vietnamese thing. That's a yeah. That's <coughs> I do like catfish, but yeah, we do it with fish sauce, yeah, like butter, with a whole bunch of other stuff. That's it's really good. Thing. Well, I'm mean, speaking of like tricking kids into eating things. Like, there's this louse dish. <laughs> I don't. I have no idea what it's called. But it's like a. I would call it like a meatloaf or like a. It was stuffed into a pepper. It's a bunch of mixed meat, and like little did I know as a kid, like it had like little ant eggs in there. Was it balut? Egg? Ant eggs? No, ant balut. eggs. I still oh. haven't had balut. Have you had balut? I, I feel like that's not too terrible. I, I would never eat that. I would eat I it. I eat the like the yolk part, but not the bird. I feel so bad. <laughs> okay. Anyways, <laughs> you gotta try it. Though. Back back I know, to your story. I feel so Sorry. bad. Oh, so no, like the ant eggs, like they're actually good. And as a kid, you're like wait, oh, you like, say ant eggs? Ants, like you know, like the little ants. Oh. Like yeah, exactly. I, I heard those are actually like really auntie. delicious. <laughs> so you, no, as a kid, I was like, dude, this is like delicious, it's awesome. And like they they would like pop a little bit, and then one you know one year, I think I got older, I got more curious. As a kid, like you always do, and I was like, "Mom, what is this?" And she finally told us, "Ant eggs." And me and my sister looked at each other, like spit it out. And well, and see, she told I, you when you were way too young. She yeah. should wait until you're at least a teenager. Well, I don't know and because like, yeah. see, I, I right. heard there are some species of ants that, that are actually really delicious. That's the same experience I had with snails. Right, I still like we, snails. we eat so snails. Yeah, we yeah. eat snails with like noodle soup that we French make col- specific French colonization. Yeah, it's like a fancy thing now, no. <laughs> but. uh well, no. Remember, so do you guys have cicadas in like Seattle come out every few years? No, we don't get those in the Northwest. That's, that's oh. the East Coast he knows thing. more. Oh, it's yeah. the East Coast. Yeah, we don't yeah. get those. So you know how like in Asia, parents probably grew up with that. Mm-hmm. So one year, like that big year when they all came out, my parents like went out and picked out the cicadas off the trees, off everywhere. <laughs> and like, I'm it's summer. It's Keep like free in mind, food. It's, it's like, su- yeah. They're like, oh, we ate this growing up. Whatever. It's summer. And they just collect it and threw the bag in the freezer. And I'm like, it's dying hot. I'm like, yeah, I need some ice cold water. Open the freezer. I just see this bag just crawling. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm not even thirsty anymore. What is that? Oh, cool. I don't Cicadas? Know. Cicadas. Yeah. They're kind of like flying like, cockroaches. Yeah, they're like little like flying bugs that like. Oh my gosh. They have like what? It's like 12 year, <laughs> a 12 year incubation period or something. Like, like 
it depends. I think it's usually seventeen. They're also yeah. really loud. They're super loud. They make the right noise. Yeah, I don't know. And like, um, basically, like <laughs> they like it takes them like like seventeen years, right? Right. To like come to out come out to like hatch, and they come out, and then they like swarm all over the place for like a day or two, or like how long is it? Like I have no idea. They like for a certain like, period of time. Way like, too much. It's not. And then like not. get it on. <laughs> and then like die and then like another 17 years oh, it's not right. 17 years oh, okay. like, now do you guys eat bugs like Marvin so here's the thing like so um, there's been a lot so like um, I follow some you know startup stuff based on some of the other work I but do but do you eat but, it but like um, <laughs> I wouldn't yes be no. I wouldn't be against it but do you have, like, do you, have, have you heard of um, so did you even um, answer the question <laughs> I know but, but I'm, I'm on a different point now have you eaten the bugs or not? Host is I don't remember. I'm pretty sure right? I've eaten chocolate covered bugs before, but uh, I can't remember. I remember being like crisp, like crunchy. Yeah. But um, so there's there's companies now because like food's always like a big issue, right? Sustainability and things like that. And there's people. Um, apparently, it takes much less water and much less resources to raise like grasshoppers. Yeah, and they're like, high in protein. Than like wheat, and they're high in protein, and you can like yeah. if you crush them up. I mean, they're almost, it's like gluten-free free flour. So, like, people are making, like, cookies, bread out of it. Yeah. Now, depending on what kind of bugs, it can also make, like, some type of peanut butter-like substance. Mm-hmm. You sound very experienced in here. Well, okay, I'm he just likes, saying... He knows a lot of, like, little Okay. No, I, I, I can confirm, because like, I've also done the research. On, not I, research, but I've heard about it, yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty open to try eating most things. Um, I feel like as long as it, like, can't, you know bite me back like as i'm eating it would be cool <laughs> but i don't know like i've eaten, I've eaten like insects and like bugs before it's like it's like okay like i don't eat it all the See, time i've I only think, eaten them like baked like when they're dried right or whatever not like i think they're um they're good until you like think about it like what? i ate the cicadas that my parents picked but then like were they live no they're cooked they're like oh stir- they're stir fried oh like, then that's, like, that's yeah. fine like, well, i mean not even that, like so i guess that's the thing like the way it's prepared like for me like i don't know why but i've always been a very adventurous eater right right i've always been able to eat anything and decide whether i liked it or not um but you try because you know it's something people eat right so the fact that i'm eating bugs isn't what's gonna like make me not want to eat them it's like if i eat it and i'm like Ugh. and that too is kind of like if you go in expecting to hate it like sometimes your brain just makes you hate it even if it's like not bad you know i like grasshoppers and stuff before I thought I'm pretty sure that was what I ate, and I thought it was okay. Yeah, it's dude, really not bad. It, you think about it, shrimps like there's the no flavor, right? There's like like it's yeah, it's, 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 it's not the thing. It's all it is texture. It's like what's around it. Like if it's you know, the sauces or spices or like the chocolate or whatever that's yeah, around. Yeah, it, right? I remember the one I ate just barely died. Uh, okay, that's died. different. Oh my gosh. What do you mean? Like it was alive? Um, were you just going out picking like or is grasshoppers? Just died. Ground? And um, you ate it. Just like yeah. man versus wild. This thing. Um, no, we like cleaned it, but. It like, I feel like it just barely died. <laughs> He's like holding up. So we all ate it. it. So it's, it's, that's it's, the thing. So that's the main thing. It's, it's it's much less a what I'm eating. What's like what the texture it is. Like yes, chewy. I can't do gooey as much as like crunchy. If it's crunchy, it's fine. It's like eating. You know. Why don't you think of it like you like cheese, right? Why well, you think of it the like exo cheese? the exoskeleton of of the insects are actually really you know great for the crunchiness texture. So it's, they're kind of like potato chips with. <laughs> um, imagine like one of those chocolate candies where the inside like gushers Ooh, yeah gushers. but instead of that gummy outside that it's more funny. of an exoskeleton and an inside would be not very sugary but more of a uh, insect inside yeah the flavor I was gonna say the flavor is not like it's not like I'm gonna bite into one like, yeah. ooh cherry I would say if you, if, you, if, if you inject in 
the cherry flavor into the insect, we might be talking about something here. Like, damn, this grasshopper tastes like cherry today. I feel like it only injects <laughs> so much before it explodes. Well, don't explode it. When it come like out the butt end, it's like went right out. There. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Should we go Shake Shack? Your... Shake Shack open, guys. Oh, it's probably rumor has it there's a Shake Shack in Boston. Oh my god! Oh wait, is there? Boston's got like bootleg everything. They got like a bootleg Georgetown cupcakes. <laughs> it's not bootleg if it's different. I'm kind of whatever about yeah, cupcakes. Yeah, I feel like you're going to like offend people who is going from Boston All right, to yeah, take, take, take Oh, this whatever. Part, take I, part out. Homer. Take this part I, I just how, those, how about those Redskins, huh? Uh, <laughs> Ouch. That burned. Yeah, because, you know, they got a Super Bowl here. We oh. have three. Oh, I, I should probably shouldn't be in front of the Seattle people. We have three. It still hurts a little. It should. <laughs> you also ran it with Marshawn Lynch. No, don't, can, can we just not talk okay, about yeah, it? Okay, we can not talk about it. <laughs> Great play by the... Uh, Patriots player though, but um, all right. Well, yep. it's getting kind of late, but uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Again, that was uh Scott Sayasena. Man, you did so well earlier. From Club DC, Scott Sayasena, Kathy Fan from Club Seattle. Yes, and Aaron Young from Club Seattle. Thanks for enlightening us. On so many things, it actually wasn't as bad. What as are you feared. talking about? I think Man. I think we were able to kind of. I mean, it, it got a, it, it got a little dicey there when we were talking about <laughs> shower FaceTiming. I am not sure how much but, of this you actually use. Oh, shower FaceTime is in there for sure. <laughs> oh, no. oh lordy, no! <laughs> and that was part one of our recordings. Um, yeah, so interesting conversation to say the least. But uh, hopefully, you guys got a little out of it. Our next recording took place a couple days later after the Collaboration Boston show. And this one, Minji does participate in. So this next recording um, includes myself, Minji, Aaron from Seattle again, and also uh, Christine Lamb, the executive director of Collaboration Boston. And so uh, here we go. We have a great panel guest here. With me, as always, is my co-host, Christine Minji Chang. What's up, everyone? How's it going? And joining us is not one, but two executive directors of the Collaboration family. Ooh. Christy Lamb of Collaboration Boston, who just had their show last night. Woo, woo. <laughs> She's like mustering up all the energy she has left in her body to say that. And, welcome. <laughs> welcome, yes. And the one and only Aaron Young. Hot Aaron Young money. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Aaron, um, Aaron. <laughs> Before taking on the role as executive director, was also the um, global marketing manager for director. Director, yes, yes. Sorry, I'm, last you, night was pretty rough. I, I think you should just repeat that whole sentence. But he won't. It's oh. okay. Minji, <laughs> Minji's got my back. I got your back. Yeah. That's, you know, we're partners in crime in podcast. <laughs> in crime. In yeah. crime. What um, do you do at night? No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go home. I go home. My home. She goes. She stays at her home, and we uh. <laughs> I could pass out like a grandma yeah. after working all day on collaboration. No, the reason my brain is broken is because brain uh, is broken indeed. Yes. Uh, well, we flew all the way to Boston from LA. That broke my, you know, got a little tired. Then we went straight into collaboration Boston, um, which was a great show last night, and then straight into the after party, and then we didn't get back until like what three a.m. last night. Four. It was really late. I didn't go and to bed till close to five. Yeah, you're still Snapchatting. I can't believe you had the energy to do that. But it's funny what kind of high you get on after a show. That's personally like I, you know, everyone's like, oh, when the show's over, you get really relaxed and you kind of have nothing. I was like, mm, no. I was stressed out. I was like, what do I do now? <laughs> I, I I wanted to text you this morning when I woke up. I was like, is this how you felt after Star? <laughs> 
Star. Because I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. Were you looking for things to do? Were you like making lists of like, oh, I got to follow up? I so gotta make sure. I went close to, I went to bed close to five and then I woke up um, close to eight and I was like, that's only three hours of sleep. What, what, what are you doing body? What are you doing? <laughs> and immediately I started thinking of collab again and I was like, you don't have to take a break. It's also because you're young and able to do that. I think I woke up what noon? <laughs> about noon yeah. yeah i was and i used to not be able to do that i would automatically wake up eight or nine like you youngsters well but, you had uh, crazy crazy adventure because um, we were supposed to fly in on thursday in the together yeah well, from la in the morning and then so um we're, we're in the same flight virgin america over to boston eight thirty like it was 8 30 in the morning really early so I go, I check my bag because I needed to bring our podcast equipment. And then, you know, I don't see Minji around because so I assume, okay, she probably didn't have to check any bags. She's probably at the gate already because it's like four, <laughs> like 30 minutes of boarding. <sighs> so it took, take 20 minutes to get through the through security checkpoint and then get into the gate. I can't find her anywhere. <laughs> so, and then I get a call on my phone and then it's, it's Minji. She's like, where are you right now? I'm like, I'm at the gate. Where are you? <laughs> she's like yeah I was like, I was like i was like i'm sitting in traffic i was laughing <laughs> so i was like i'm not gonna get oh, there no. and then here's the thing though so minji has this very um cavalier attitude when it comes to making her flights oh sh- yeah <laughs> like and it's worked for up to now that's always been like okay she she arrives what like 30 minutes before and somehow she makes it holy cow and it's always like the last time we were in boston we were driving around Harvard Yard trying to find parking to, you know, to go check it out. And then we couldn't find parking. And then it got to the deadline where she had to, had to reach the airport. But she was like, don't worry. Got there 20 minutes. So I was like, See, okay. I'm a very optimistic person. This is just part of my personality. I look at the bright side. I, I believe in the best always. And I'm like, I'm going to make my flight. Yeah. And then so it ends up with this madcap dash back to Logan Airport. We drop her off. We're like, okay, if you don't make this plane, just give us a call. They're we'll like, run. <laughs> and she makes it. So, I mean, you know, I don't know how you she's do She's been lucky. Yeah. Well, I fly like, a lot. So, I mean, for me, I want to minimize the amount of like, I want to maximize the time where I'm either home or I want to maximize the time that I'm in the city that I'm visiting that I won't, you know, may not be there for a while. That's my <laughs> attitude. Yeah. So I want to maximize my time. It's like, I don't want to sit in an airport for 45 extra minutes when those 45 minutes could be spent, you know, surveying the grounds of Harvard University. See, I think the extra 45 minutes means I can sit down, maybe grab some breakfast, something to eat, and like not be stressed out that I might miss this flight. <laughs> yeah, see. Well, but, I, but Minji doesn't like airport food. I hate airport food. So this is ironic. The, <laughs> the reason why I was late, literally, well, a portion of it was I was doing dishes. My roommate, John, was the one driving me. But he's like, hey, Minji, should we leave? And I was like, oh, fine, fine. <laughs> Washing dishes. And then I was like, I don't want to eat breakfast at the airport. And, you know, it costs like, what, $10 for like a breakfast sandwich or whatever. So I was making myself a PBJ. I was being so casual. Like, this is full disclosure. I was just being so cash. I was like, it's fine. I'll make it. And I made myself a peanut butter jelly sandwich to save myself, what, 6 $7. Missed my flight. And then I had to go waste John's time, waste my time. And then I had to go pay a $50 fee to, like, secure my standby <laughs> flight. So he's like, you just made yourself a $50 PBJ. And I was like, yeah. Much. Yeah. And here's the thing, like flights from the West coast to the East coast. It's you're either, it's either the butt crack of Dawn or it's a red eye. So I did the red eye. So Minji had to do the red eye. Yeah. Your first red eye. 
I guess, yeah, local. I realized, I was like, what am I even saying? I've done red eyes because, I mean, I've flown out of the country. So I've mm. definitely been on planes for a long period of time and overnight or whatever. So I was being dramatic. It's not my first red eye. All right. Minji living life on the edge. For real. No. I, I, I go Craig. <laughs> I go ham. So, yeah, so that's why. So she uh, took the red eye here. Um, and got here at 6 a.m. Got here at 6 a.m. With like no terrible sleep because when you're in the plane, like you you can sleep, but like, it's like sleeping in the car, right? Like your yeah. neck's all like messed up. And, oh, like, I love sleeping in the car, but you can recline your seats more in the mm. car. That's true. Mm. I think it depends on the car. And you have you, and you Anna's have... a van. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but in a car, you also don't have to worry about someone next to you. Yeah. So Aaron, <laughs> yes. How's your trip? Um. So yeah. So in? I left uh, Seattle on on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, Tuesday night, I had a red eye. And I got in uh, Boston Wednesday morning, and Scott, um, you know, he's from Collaboration DC. He uh, flew in from DC that morning, and we met up at the airport, and uh, basically we we booked it to uh, Christie's place. How's it been housing these? Actually, it's funny. So my place in in North Hollywood, back at home, is like Collab Central. I've had multiple couch surfers including scott and aaron <laughs> and kathy and vicky and yeah lots of people marvin sleeps there on occasion during the work day <laughs> never slept there you pass out all the time on my couch yeah pass out but i don't like go home i go home I, yeah you don't stay over but you you i mean I'm let's saying, set the record straight just here. to be clear I, I'm <laughs> being let's set the record clear. straight I'm sorry, what, you're not on Aaron's level and, like, you're too good for my couch? I will never be on Aaron's level. Aaron <laughs> is on a whole other level. He is. I, you wish you could get to see, my level. I'm just amazed that you're being so subdued and right now because you're, you know, people can't see this, but Aaron's lying down on the couch. Like, what? kind of, <laughs> like, psychiatrist couch style, just, like, chilling on this podcast. We've been walking around Boston all day. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, Christy, this, are, how, how was it? preparing like so you had you had Aaron here being Mr. Tourist Man I mean I couldn't keep up with all the Snapchats and I can only imagine what you're going through because I've been in your shoes so often where you just work 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 so he arrived Wednesday mm-hmm. um, I had work so Stephanie was actually the one that uh, was the first one to meet them Stephanie my, is my roommate and my finance director and <clears throat> And I met them after work, and we grabbed a couple of drinks, and that was nice. So I was just able to, and they, we were just talking about collabs. Scott kept asking me about Friday and what I was going to do and stressing me out. <laughs> um, but then, and then Thursday was a little bit, uh, I didn't see them because I had uh, personal, I had previous obligations. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but preparing for them was pretty easy. I sent them a very long email. Um, what Very to do? Email. <laughs> <laughs> they both texted me. I was like, "That was such a nice email. You're such a good email writer." <laughs> you are. It's very impressive. <laughs> um, thank you. Um, I yeah, I just sent them an email telling them where to go, the address, how to get there, what transportation, like how much it would cost, like if you want to do this, you want to do that. It's like get a pass or something. Hospitality at its finest, man. This is honestly part of, I feel like this is part of the drill with collaboration um, with our staff, the benefit of doing this, hosting so many different people and traveling different places. You got to be an ultra good communicator. So you have all these people who are like, I don't know where to go. I used to do that all the time in San Francisco, but I'm probably not on your level. I was probably like, (laughs) Google it. I pulled a Sean Mira. I was like, I love you. But Google it. I was at work and I had like a couple hours to kill and I even sent them a screenshot of the map from the T-stop to my apartment. <laughs> nice. So considerate. Oh, 
Well, it was kind of my my first time in Boston, so yeah. But it was it was really helpful, and um, yeah, I got there in uh, no time. I figured it was like the least I could do. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm providing the place for them to stay, but like they're coming all the way over here just to just to watch our show. So yeah. so hospitable. <clears throat> um, told them what I had: shampoo, toothpaste, which I need to buy. uh conditioner um pillows blankets but aaron here forgot a towel my bad (laughs) you're funny because you're he was the night before he was leaving he was again we keep going to snapchat this because aaron is here we're going to talk about snapchat a whole lot today but he was snapchatting me his as he was packing he's like minji what should i take oh my god and you had his like totoro is that what is it called? You guys are communicating via Snapchat. Yeah, he kept. That's how he communicates with me. He doesn't text me. He Snapchats me. Like the, me too. The, there are like so <sighs> many other more efficient ways to communicate via video. Can't you get? Like, you, yeah. You both have iPhones. Just we could have FaceTimed. No, he Snapchatted me. That's uh, Aaron. Yeah. And I told him to bring dress shoes, etc. Did you? I did bring dress shoes. That's Very not nice. more yet. Okay, last good. night, it, it did actually take me a while to pack because I'm so used to uh, traveling with my van that. Um, <laughs> I always overpack. I have I, like to be honest. I to like get here. I I packed like a fifth of what I would normally pack. Good. This but is like, a lesson. This so is... like because you always end up not wearing everything you pack. That's not right. true. I I bring a lot of camera equipment. Oh, well, you have your your special camera equipment, which is your patent patent pending Aaron Aaron Young Money style selfie stick. It's really weird when you say it like that. Um, <laughs> but basically, I have a. Um, a iPhone mount for my tripod, which I also have a hot shoe mount for my DSLR for my iPhone as well, so I can use the the flash on my DSLR. It's not very strong, but it's more compact than like bringing so much more equipment. But I don't know, like phones are really versatile now, so you can basically do whatever you want. Yeah, but so you he does your, whatever he wants. Yeah, <laughs> so use your monopod as a selfie stick. Basically, yeah. yeah. But um, I don't know. I used it, you know, during uh, Collab Boston, and an I got some Jen <laughs> along the way. I, I got some Uh-oh. good footage. <laughs> She's making her face <laughs> so embarrassing. No, but it's very useful. I appreciate it. I mean, I'm not the one that carries around any selfie sticks. When people have it, it's always nice because you get to have the group shot. Well, it's amazing because you take a ton of selfies. Well, not not really. Um, <laughs> I think about... selfie Snapchats a lot. So, yeah. like the. With, the reason why I brought the monopod is because I thought it'd be kind of fun. Um, I've I've never actually used it in public before until now. I just kind of made it. How, how was the impression? How was the reception from the public? Um, may have gotten a few stares. <laughs> the typical Asian dude. Yeah. Um. So my, it, it's an iPhone on a real camera monopod. So it is six feet long. <laughs> fully extended um is it as tall as you it's yeah um basically well my camera weighs about 10 pounds so <laughs> usually i put that on there i can stand it up above my head so i can like shoot over a crowd because i do event photography and like you know i shoot video too um, that's its main purpose uh, but with an iphone uh it, it looks a little bit ridiculous but it still works so uh he doesn't yeah. care no. he does what he wants <laughs> That's honestly what I love about Aaron. He really just like it, it ain't no thing. <laughs> He's also very very smart about a lot of things. He knows a lot of random trivia. <laughs> Clearly, he has a, a professional side right here that we 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 rarely see. Yeah, he's being very very calm. 
I, I don't know <laughs> what you guys are talking about. I, are you really tired? Yeah, he's really tired. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you can talk about one minute about about finance stuff or like you know world news, and the next minute he's talking about what trap music is. <laughs> That's still part of culture, ratchet. man. He's like, of the, this is a main thing that I learned from Aaron is like he he teaches me how to be hip because I never know anything about anything. <laughs> Currently, I'm probably like f- average five years behind. No, I'm getting better. I'm probably like two years behind. We well, got her Snapchatting, and you like, now Minji, see I'm already Min- like a year behind on that. And now Minji's on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I know. See, I'm late, but I'm there. I, got, Twitter is weird. I can't. <laughs> I, I still don't have the hang. I don't of really it. keep. Like I can't keep up with it. I use it once in a while to like check out what's going on because it's a good barometer of like what's important in your world. Like, it's very moment to moment. Like really, it's very yeah. good for those who are attached to their phones. Yeah, Again, yeah. Like the hip thing. Like I, he I, so, he can update me on anything. Like the latest thing, he's on it. He has downloaded it and he's tested it for the last five days, and he can tell you like. It's you are also out. quick with social media too now. And I I don't know because uh, when you text me and asked uh, and told me to remind my my staff to spell check, they had they had caught it already. But they were like, "Oh my god, they're so fast." <laughs> what was that? That was I was with him. He actually yeah. checked it. Yeah, we're on it. Yeah, <laughs> we catch it. What's part of the thing, honestly? And and I've complained about it. I've complained about it a lot to you guys, even like how attached I am to my phone to an unhealthy extent. Because I'm just like. Yeah. yeah, don't you get, don't you point at me, Aaron Young? How dare you? <laughs> you cannot point at yeah, me. Aaron doesn't have a problem yeah. with, with social media. Yeah, I think it could be a phase though too. It could be. I mean, I hope so. I I honestly feel, and I don't know if other people have this problem, but I've heard about it from friends where I'm talking about it. Just well, eventually you want to have someone do it for you. It's not even do it for me, but it's like my own personal stuff too. It's just like being attached to your device. It gets very like. I'm on this too much. I'm looking at it too much. My eyes are like hurting because yeah. I'm staring at a screen. Yeah. And so for me, that's why I force myself to go to the ocean and then to the mountains. But then I always Instagram it. <laughs> <laughs> the irony because I'm trying to just detach from it, but I can't. And so I feel like it's a sickness sometimes. And they have that, at least in Korea, they have like, they have like camps and retreats and stuff for like, really for, just to for, unplug? Well, they, they oh, have that for like gaming addicts but mm. they i can easily see i'm not i don't think i'm being I, dramatic but like people who are like overly attached to their computers and their devices like they don't know how to deal with three-dimensional life because you're always looking at well we were talking about this like we're talking about how like um kids like it's it's a very like not possible future but it's very like we can see a future where people just don't talk to each other anymore right? <laughs> just texts or snapchats well um i don't know if you've seen but the verizon commercial that's been running lately um it, it he's bait the guy who's narrating is basically like picture a life without your electronics because people can't put down their electronics and they make it seem really nice like everyone is watching videos under the stars like taking lovely pictures and but uh, the only thing that I could think about was, what about the person next to you? What are they thinking? Like, are you going to text them and ask them what they're thinking? How do you like this movie? Oh, <laughs> let me just let me just reply to this text real quick. It's waste so much time. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Just like, I don't know. I do it too. I'm totally guilty of this. I'm not saying this as a complaint, but it is kind of because other people do it too, and it gets on my nerves, even though I do it. But how we're always looking at our phones, and so we're not interacting with each other. Like, we're talking to each other, but not talking to each other. Well, I mean, this has been around for a long... I remember back when I was in college, and my roommate and I would just aim each other. 
Even oh. though we said back to back, I guess on your phones well, or like you, on your no, computers, on our, on our desktop computers, we didn't have aim on our computers with our on our phones at the time. Like, we had flip phones, Aaron. Yeah, this was T nine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is the days I had my my candy Snake. bar, Nokia. Snake, like, the light up buttons. Yeah, texting took forever because you had like push nine yeah. three times, five four times. I I know, like for me, my my number one rule is just to not have a phone out during dinner time. Good for you. Dinner time is like I don't know, like out of all the meals of the day, that's kind of like the uh, you know time to gather and yeah, the the gathering time. You know, it's kind of like a sacred time. How do you take pictures of the food? I know, like Asians, like people still taking pictures of Asians Um, taking pictures. Oh, that, that's that was the, that was the Snapchat. But but like <laughs> I don't know. Like I'll still tell people like no, like you don't have to take a picture. You know, like I, I there are some restaurants that don't let you take pictures of your food for that reason. Really? I think that's more so in New well, York and yeah, the other. We'll th- see. Well, like because like for me, you know, I know Marvin here is a big foodie too. Now the time that it takes for you to take a picture of your food, mm-hmm. not only is it distracting, you know, especially if there's flash, right? I don't use flash. Um, but good. but um. During that time, the food that you know has been given to you is slowly, slowly deteriorating, right? So, so you're you should be eating it, like no, like serious, like like some some foods go bad fast. Yeah, but I'm not like for those who I'm just dig in. I, I'm not taking like five, ten minutes taking pictures. No, like, no, no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm saying ten, fifteen seconds can make a difference in even how food could taste. But it's also just, I guess, theor- like more. I guess like the theoretical, I, theoretical, like in the it, it idealistic still, it still way. Does. It is. It, it's, it's more about just like, can't you enjoy They joke about this in so many shows now. It's like, Oh, I can't like, Oh, like, Oh, it's in parks and rec. Okay. <laughs> parks and rec re- reference again, but Ben's making fun of Aziz, Tom Haverford. He's like, and Tom has invi- been invited to t- do my wedding food tasting because he considers himself a foodie, which basically means he has to Instagram every meal he takes. I mean, so there's, there's two, it. so there's two reasons why I would Instagram something, right? Like one is if it's like this, like, place I'm, i probably would only come to once like maybe the french laundry thing where like it's like a once in a lifetime thing no. where like i want to re- document this thing or two i'm going in and i want to make people jealous no no <laughs> no, 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 no okay <laughs> or now, all the things. now hold on if you know like if you're going to french laundry you want to get on like the full-on experience and you know and to really get that experience you can't have a phone in the way right it's, it's kind of like those small just, things yeah i think it's just like with having a phone and technology around it disconnects people from the experience and disconnects like, people from other people mm-hmm. even um if it, like even if, even like a phone camera or like a regular like camera like, my cousin's husband brings a dslr to restaurants are my, you for my, yeah. is my that brother. his job <laughs> no he... he's just a, he just really really likes food my brother and my mom will they will everyone i'm the only person who won't bring out my phone and take pictures of food in my family so when we have family dinners sometimes when we go out i literally have to wait five minutes for everyone to take pictures wow see yeah my mom's the same way like i understand what you're you're saying but like so i take pictures when i'm you know someplace where you know i feel like okay this is something cool that like i want to like you know share or whatever um but my parents my take pictures of everything we eat <laughs> even the freaking chipotle burrito bowls i mean on a degree it's I, 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 when i think of like parents taking pictures i think it's adorable a little bit so I'm like well let them do whatever they want to do but i feel it's also setting kind of this negative precedence for the youngsters coming and 
you know, Christy and I, we have a number of years between us. And so I feel like there's definitely a generation difference. And I'm always curious as to like what it's like as you're graduating college soon and like what that's been like, again, because you're growing up in a in a different environment than I did because we didn't have the again, the nice type of camera phones that when I was graduating college, we had the, like the, the crappy LG. That's when it like first started that flip phone with the tiny little camera, mm. the grainy photos <clears throat> that was starting in college for me. I thought those were so good at the time. I know I, I had a they were zero like amazing. point three megapixel camera <laughs> on my Bad Sony ass, Ericsson. Man. And I was like, well, these are if the best. If only you knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're I like, just, this is only 12 megapixels. What, the, what is this? I always had just my, uh, <laughs> my point and click. Like my uh, Cybershot. Remember Cybershots from Sony? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I used to have that, too. But so I'm just. selfies. I guess. <laughs> Before yeah. I was coined selfie. I want to be enlightened if it is that different or like if you have, if it if the problem's heightened. Because I, I would imagine it is just. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a computer in your hand. But, I mean, I was telling you earlier, my mom is joking around saying that kids are going to grow up not being able to speak to each other. <laughs> like. I on I I laugh, but that's really sad. If it if it comes down to that, I wouldn't be surprised because no one knows how to talk to each other. So I'm gonna make everyone the, in like, collab. Do so that. we were so in we're in I'm in college. Um, there are professors that still send out emails saying, "Please don't address me by saying hey." So that <laughs> that kind of gives you an idea of where we're at. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, even like this new generation of babies coming in, I, I see it, like if you go out to restaurants. Like normally, like you know, people don't, like you don't bring your two, three year old out because they'll make a scene. But now there's more people bringing them out because you can pacify them with the iPad. Yes, or oh, the it's terrible, right? horrible, it's terrible, so rude. The the one thing I hate the most it's like the kids' table where all the kids have like iPads and they're like playing yeah. like Angry Birds or something, and I'm just like, ugh. People always just, argue that though. They're like, "Well, my child's learning," and da, da, and a lot. Of, so my friends are becoming parents, and a lot of them say like, "You can't judge me for giving my kid an iPad when you don't know how hard it is to get them to settle down for five okay, minutes." Okay, but then so did our our parents said yeah, that that's with been us. A problem I know. Forever. I know. So I mean, everyone's gonna have their stance on it, and they're like, "Well, I'm giving my kid educational games or whatever. I'm, they're learning colors, or they're learning how to read, or they're learning how to do." That's true. I do have to vouch for that. My my two year old nephew right now knows how to say the alphabet and from count from one to ten and identify colors and shapes. Two? Yeah, he's two. What? And that's because he listens to the the educational songs and he watches educational songs and the videos during dinner time when he wants to play and everyone wants to eat. Oh, See, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's hard. It's hard yeah. because we could, and I, I certainly have judged. I'm like, oh my god, that's such a bad parenting. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, like, for, I personally think that it's rude because it's dinner time, and you know, you know how. See, I feel but about yeah, dinner Aaron's time. like, like it's dinner time. It's Aaron, sacred. It's sacred, to Aaron. But no, but it well, also comes down to discipline. I think. Yeah, I'll never know until I'm a parent. I mean, like how hard it is. So here's something that one of my um, business professors told, was talking about once during uh, one of his um, lectures. He says, um, "The way technology is going right in the future, kids, like the kids these days that are growing up in this connected world where everything, like you can find information on anything mm-hmm. on Google, on Wikipedia, and basically, um, their brains will be wired to, to process process information differently. So instead of you know, for us, we had a lot of memorization. We had like." learn a lot of things but for them it's like they'll learn to um utilize and process information but not necessarily know everything so because they can just pull it up so like oh i need to do this google that 
and then figure out what to do with that information. That's true. But like in terms, so um, it'll be interesting to see how like the brain like can like how it works because instead of like using it to process memory to um, you know processing, now it's just like pulling stuff and processing. But then right? can that also change perspective? Because I feel like the way that we used to learn definitely it helped with looking at things a different perspective like shout out to grace I, she was here last weekend we were talking about her because uh, she's teaching and we were talking about her kids grace holla yeah and she was saying how some of her kids still didn't know how to add or subtract because they're so used to using a, a calculator yeah Ooh, another really How difficult thing is reading clocks that's yeah. what i learned because i work with kids too mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a, yeah you tutor it's like back yeah. to the future right it's like you use hands to play that game it's like, weird a yeah. baby game right there I don't know. I used to love culture. That. <laughs> I, I love I personally for me personally. I love puzzles and stuff. I love like g- shapes and me I love like yes. Yeah, so I love figuring <laughs> things out using my hands. Yeah, like anything. Like it was like deciphering things was like nifty to me. Yeah. I always got a kick out of it. That's why it's so weird to me. I love actually doing math in my head. I challenge myself all the time. Again, I'm just a nerd that I'm likes so bad that. At math. Start breaking stereotype right there. <laughs> I started doing that because of shopping when I was younger and I was obsessed oh, with like buying stuff. Yeah, like I was I. always like, how much exactly <laughs> is that going to be? How much is that going to be when it's on sale? You know, because I was whatever. But different things, I guess, inspire you to do different things. Math became really important because of money and because of shopping. The sales. What's no, the what's mean, the 5% off this dress? No, but I was like, I was good at math as a kid, but like it became much more... <laughs> accessible and you know i was using it regularly because i wanted to buy stuff i don't know i mean like yeah but you can now get your phone out and just i don't know it's frightening i'm just scared that i'm not gonna be able to converse with my children because i'm such a verbal person well in the future it's gonna be like you know like telepathy through no, like chips and stuff no they are going to harness the, the fine that, art of verbal communication that's just the way that you'll raise them if you don't want yeah. to raise them that, that way you, you won't my dad though was like always i love my dad because he kept it very real with me about 100 he kept it 100 i mean i was gonna kick my ass for saying that i keep using her phrase she don't own that i respect her i respect my friend <laughs> um but he would always tell me you know he's like i'm not your only parent and I know that's again, my dad said stuff to me that like as an adult, I'm I'm surprised that he said to me as a kid, because I don't think a lot of parents say those kind of things. He said things to me that as a kid, I thought it was so mean, but he was just being very real. And he's just like, I'm not your only parent. Like, I'm not the one raising you by myself. Everyone's raising you. So he's like, that's oh, wow. why it's my job to like put you in a good place so that you have good teachers around right, you because right. he's like i can't control he says to me when i was like in elementary school well, like i can't control what everyone's gonna say around you and you're gonna you're not spending all your time with me so um yeah that's that's why i do get concerned like on a broader scale with like society why i personally get all like amped up about community stuff and things that people quite frankly in in a way can just kind of dismiss and be like well it's not my problem i'm like yeah it is like if I am growing up in a world where my children or like my siblings or my family or my friends are growing up around people who are ignorant or racist or bigoted or like just, you know, horrible people or just, you know, and and horrible can be defined in so many different ways. Like, I'm not going to take that well. That's true. (laughs) I'm not going to take that well because I can't I'm not going to be the only parent. So that's the way I look at it. Thanks, Dad. Right now, it's also like it's such a transitional period from 
old generation to the new right. generation of no technology to all of a sudden we have this burst of technology. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard for it's them to even, understand. It's, and even like, it's like, like three, four years gap. Like, you know, like yeah. that makes a big difference too in technology. Hell yeah. Yeah. Technology, yeah. When was the first iPhone? Like not two, that. 2007. Yeah. Right. That was. Six, yeah. Yeah. I remember so I had a years. first generation iPhone, like the giant, like candy you love it. One. It was really cool at the time. It's not so cool now. I use it as an iPod now, but I, I the only reason I got it was because so my mom does like um, she's really big in the house, so she does like yoga and like Zumba and all this stuff. And one of her friends had one, so she and needed one too. So she needed one too because she was like, "Look at this! It takes pictures. You can listen to music." But then yeah. she like lives in China now with my dad, so like she couldn't bring it with her because back then you couldn't jailbreak it. So yeah. um, I got it. Yay! And Yay, I was uh, I was the coolest guy at work. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it was um, only 2007. Yeah, can yeah. you? Like that's such a big technology jump. Yeah, I mean, it's, not, it's not even jump. that. Like you know, with all the development of of new apps and stuff. Yeah, like, there's a lot of like medical apps now that mm-hmm. you know third world countries use. Those are amazing. Um, I, no, that's true. Yeah. One of my good friends um, from college, um, he um, won a Microsoft like innovation contest for his an app that basically um, using the camera, like you attach like a fisheye lens or some sort of special lens to the camera. And you can diagnose malaria by taking a picture of someone's eyes. What? Right? I, I heard there's yeah. a new one that can do That's like so um, cool. uh, what, what's that thing called when when you're pregnant and you can see the baby? Sonogram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with an iPhone. No way. There's an attachment for it, but it's yeah. a lot cheaper than getting the machine. Yeah. What? So like third world countries can do it. Yeah. So because basically, like the lens sends data into the phone, then the, then the app, you know, processes the data and yeah. stuff. It's it's really good for like people in like doing medical work in third world countries and countries without the facilities to do those things. Can we do a BuzzFeed of those things? Here's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, there's a lot, of, again, kind of like, because we've been kind of going down this road of, like, overly attached to the phone, you know, to our devices, not connecting with one another, et cetera, et cetera. Like, that's all very real. But there's a lot of really, really cool stuff. Like, these two things that you just said to me blew my freaking mind yeah um, and i think we should bring more attention to that because like there there's so many perks to the technology and the many things that it can do for the health like honestly even i'm just thinking when you guys said health i just thought of like fitbit or like things that can monitor yeah. you know there's your like, health on a daily basis friends who get really upset when they forget their fitbit because oh. they're in like competition with their friends to see who oh can gosh. walk the most steps there's or something. like there's like <laughs> diabetes like like apps and stuff um th- like i know there's like blood testing stuff like yeah you like have they your like phone scan now. Your well i think right print. now diabetes yeah, stuff is mainly to... to like record keeping so yeah keeping track like, of your like of your course like the phone stuff's yeah. not the most accurate but it's better yeah. than nothing especially like if you're in a country that doesn't oh, have it's that. getting there yeah. like yeah it, there's a step the first step yeah but the, so cool. we can't forget the most important apps on the app store brazilian air horns <laughs> no, you know, actually, you know, speaking of people being like overly dependent on their phones, um, there's a lot of people now that will go hiking, and you know, they, you know, you got their Google Maps and their Compass app and the flashlight on there, and then their phone dies, and then they get lost, and then they have to be rescued, and that that happens a lot. Like I always hear that in the news, like in the Is northwest, that like a Seattle thing. It, no, it happens in the northwest a lot. That's called a backup battery. Well, the, the other thing is like no, screenshot. The the other thing is too, using your phone in the cold does drain your battery faster. So, like a lot of people go hiking, they'll get lost for days. Well, in general, like Why you're not you... going to get a signal out when you're in, in the mountains. That's another problem too, but a lot of people don't realize that. Do I, research. I feel you like can't... this is just 
some people are just not prepared for outdoor stuff. <laughs> I <Yeah>. guess, yeah. <laughs> And technology. I don't know, maybe, maybe technology is the blame for that. Yeah. Or, or Seattle. I don't know. <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> today at so we were at Harvard Square. Square. And um it started drizzling. It was a clear day, but there was some drizzling. And Aaron here is like, Oh my god, it's pouring. <laughs> it's like, no, is I, that I what said, you guys are making fun of it? Aren't you from Seattle? I said it was raining. <laughs> but you were it making was like two drops. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> We love you, Aaron. <laughs> Haters. <laughs> we love you. Oh I just gosh. like being prepared. Yes. That's why you have a hoodie on. It's not on right now, but. No, but you're wearing a hoodie so that you can. Sure. Well, speaking <laughs> of being today, like I just want to say thank you for coming out. I'm glad that you finally got to meet my staff. Yeah. A lot of people so that we've been fun. talking to that we haven't seen yet. Um, like one of our senior editors for our blog, um, Lily Rugo. Like we haven't seen her. Love her. Oh yet. yeah, you got yeah. to meet Lily. Oh, I didn't yeah. get to meet her. We've communicated plenty through Facebook. Oh, hot Aaron. Yeah. yeah, no, you're I it's really cool. So hot Aaron knows a lot of people from the collaboration <laughs> Boston team, but barely met them in person like these past few days. Yeah, I feel like I didn't really meet as many people as I thought I would. I'm sorry. It's okay. You live with two. Everyone's really busy. That's I, that's I know, the hard know, part with with any show day when everyone w- wants to meet each other. Usually, the hosting city meets nobody. Everybody yeah, else gets I, to yeah, it's, it's, I felt like I didn't see anyone. I I remember like during the show. Um, I think it was during intermission. Um, I asked a photographer to take a picture of me at the step and repeat, and she was like, "Oh, by yourself." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, why not?" And I was like, "Oh," and then I was like, "By the way, I'm Aaron from Collapse Seattle." I was just like, "Oh, hot Aaron." It's like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." We all call him I, hot Aaron here. I think it's her popular. name was Joyce. Yes, yeah, that's, that's yeah. the correct yeah, name. That's who it was. Good that job. is the correct name. Everyone knows hot Aaron. He's no one knows Aaron Young though. Well, I I do have to disclose this. We all thought you were kind of creepy because you would comment on all our pictures without um, kind of a formal <laughs> introduction of who you were. And everyone would ask me, like, who's this hot Aaron commenting on all our pictures? I'm like, he's <laughs> from Seattle. He's he's fine. He's, they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so funny. We don't have to report him. <laughs> well, um, I know on my Instagram, I basically follow every single human that is on Collab Staff on there. So we should all go to yours to reference for everyone else. Yeah, he's ultra connected. I guess. Yeah. I'm just so lazy. I think that's why, like, I... Like going back to the whole phone thing, like I don't because it's just so much work. I'm, I'm not very attached to my phone. I'm so lazy that I just don't. It's not a bad thing. Like, people give you may give you crap about it, but at the same time, like you live how you want to live. And like at the end of the day, I think um, being connected to way too many people kind of just there's so much noise, right? Yeah, yeah. How do you and, disconnect, yeah. Aaron? <laughs> um, at dinner time. That's yeah, that's true. <laughs> Is that it? Is that yeah. the only time? That that's the most ideal time. Yeah, dinner and eating. I think making dinner a party. Specifically I noticed that time. when you first arrived on Wednesday, you and Scott, both of you didn't have your phones on the table and I was the only one. I mean, granted, it's close to show day, but yeah. um, but yeah. I did notice that that was one of, the things, one of the first things that I noticed. Dinner time is really the main time for me. Um, other than that, I, I, feel like I, I try not to be on my phone too much. Um, <laughs> for someone who's so up to date, I feel like you aren't. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> like I, I like I try not to. Um, you know, I listen to the radio with, on my phone, and you know, I use my phone as like an iPod GPS when I'm driving. Um, I listen to NPR on it a lot, so you know, at least I'm doing more useful things than playing Angry Birds. You know, five hours a day. That's good. 
No, I think that it's it comes with intent. Like for me, f- with collaboration, I feel like there's always emails and tweets and Instagram, etc. But um, we really gotta make it a priority to disconnect. So breakfast is my time, but that has to be planned out. You know what I mean? And I have to be intentional about it. But if that's the way I got to do it, that's how you got to do it. <laughs> I got to say, there is something um, satisfying about checking your phone after not checking it for a while and seeing all the notifications and going by one by no, one. Okay, I feel like so for me, it's like, feels it's like, oh, a hundred notifications to check again. And like, well, I don't uh, have a hundred notifications. you have like 8,000 apps. <laughs> I only have about 200 apps, okay? But you're following a billion people. <sighs> I can't. I don't even. know how you do it. <laughs> She's just. I can't. Well, like we're not even talking about like the other. Thing are you still on Vine? Because we never jumped. Yeah, on I still train. got Vine. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness. That's a you whole know, To give you an idea, like I like I already cleared out my phone. I deleted like fifty apps already. Good for you. I'm You're going to, through a cleanse. I'm down to like two Detox. detoxing. I guess slowly. Good. Wow. Who are you? Did, no, there's some really like cool apps. There's like I have like um I used to have this SOS app where um. If you were no, no, so like if you were in danger, um, you could you could turn on your SOS app, and it would send to your list of f- friends that you, you know specified um, that you're you've gone missing, and it would send your GPS location so that you could be rescued um, before your phone died. Mm. Yeah, and that that's something that's useful. But there's there's a lot of apps like that too. But I don't know. I like I just like playing with them. Okay, yeah. one, one last no, question no. for me. How do you guys, you know, step away from your phones? I don't know. I think that's just kind of something that I'm just not that interested in all the time. It, it's a little bit harder lately because of all the collaboration emails and stuff like that. But I think it'll be nice to have to not to not have to email anyone for a while. <laughs> I'm going to start having office hours. I'm going to start saying, like, I'm not going to answer emails just to be reasonable with my own sanity. I think so, too. That, that I think that would have helped a lot with organization. Yeah just like because so, we're not the only ones that are working around the clock i mean we are pretty much the only ones i mean like yeah. everyone else's office hours <laughs> yeah exactly so having office hours and then meals i think are important if i'm with other people make sure that it's not even like it should be in my bag out of reach or something like that mm-hmm. um and for me i do what you do except i do it at breakfast breakfast is my time to not be on my phone i listen to the news but like i'll just play npr and then everything else is off that's it but it's it's i was saying earlier like people i think it's useful i found it helpful to intentionally carve out time you may not bother me during this time but it's hard because i have the it's the (laughs) reflex like i reach for it so we'll see keep it away from you in the other room yeah work in progress that's yes (laughs) i'm gonna put it under my mattress (laughs) (laughs) Where did it go? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it goes back to me being lazy because if it's in my room, I'm just too lazy to get it. <laughs> it's too far. It really is. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just part of the daily routine. It just I don't I don't use it when I'm in the bathroom. Whatever. It's like the best place to use it. Well, you know, when I'm taking a shower <laughs> in the bathroom, you know. Don't believe it. I won't communicate while I'm in the bathroom. We, 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 you can text while you're in the bathroom. That was a jab at Aaron. I know. But I'm just debunking his statement. Don't know what you guys are talking about. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll do it 
Thanks to Christy and Aaron for joining us. I'm Thanks, for guys. Me. We love you. Thank you. Yeah, it was great talking to you guys. It's always good to uh, see you guys and see your, see your cruise. I'll man. see you in LA for Club Star. Yeah, yeah you will. Sure. And I'll Come see earlier. you guys. I will. Come to LA. I'll be earlier. able to stay longer this time because I don't have school. Woo! Woo! And then we'll see Aaron when we see Aaron, which yeah. is quite always. often. So. <laughs> At my house on my couch. All right. And those were the Boston recordings. I uh, hope you enjoyed this unorthodox episode of the Collabcast. That's our show. One last congratulations to um, the winner of Collaboration Boston this past weekend, Jay Depp. Um, he was amazing, and uh, we hope to see him again in uh, Collaboration Star later this fall. Our next collaboration show takes place on June 27th in Los Angeles at the Los Angeles Theater Center. Finalist information and ticketing information should be coming out within the next few weeks. So. Uh, those of you in Los Angeles, uh, keep your eyes open for that. And yeah, that's that's our show. Uh, thanks again for listening. Um, as always, if you have any questions, um, comments, or topics you'd like us to discuss, uh, please email us at podcast at collaboration.org. Um, we're always happy to read um, your, your questions on the air and um, to discuss further. For the Collabcast, um, I'm Marvin Yue, and uh, we'll see you later. <laughs>